0: It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton.
1: All right, welcome aboard Uh, some inclement weather on Friday. Limited the number of games, but we did find a few games.
2: Yeah, you were able to get one in. Uh, I think the game I was supposed to be at Friday is moved to today. I believe I'm double-checking that as we're recording, but... Um, Yeah, we we kind of have a big week ahead of us. We have some big series going on.
1: Yeah, um, where I'll be uh, today, we'll discuss a a little later on on the uh, show. But uh, first, we did have a weekend of baseball and softball. There were games played, and we'll get to uh, all of that starting with the softball in just a moment.
2: Marysville.
0: for all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to Get Stuck on sports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All
1: right, back with Dennis and Brady, and let's start on the Softball Diamond Friday Initially, I thought I was going up to Croswell to watch Marine City and Croswell play uh, two, uh, which I think would have been very interesting and probably very high scoring. Yes, Um, I would agree with that. But with uh, the uh, bad weather, the only game I could find around town was Port Huron and Roseville, which I was excited about because, you know, eh, right around the corner from the house. So let's go in. And I hadn't seen PH play yet. Um, and then I looked at the records and said, well, these are two pretty evenly matched teams. Roseville's down in the gold, which I don't understand how that school is in the gold. because Maybe they're not. I don't look at the numbers like you do. But I feel like they're bigger than Port Huron. Yes,
2: they they are much bigger than
1: Port Huron. <laughs> it's just they are very not good at softball. I guess. Um, but it, it was a, actually a very competitive game. Once they got there. Uh, once they got there, Roseville was a little late getting there, the umps were a little late getting there, and our 4.30 game didn't start until 4.54 or something like that. But once we got it uh, going, it was a very interesting game. The story of this one, Brady, is missed opportunities and leaving people on base. First inning, first batter of the game for Roseville draws a walk. Um, She steals second, goes to third on a ground ball. So she's at third with one out, um, and uh, the next batter is hit by a pitch. So they got first and third with one out, and then a girl pops up to short. Izzy Trombley was one step onto the grass in left field when she caught the pop-up. And I guess they were trying to see if she was awake because the girl tagged at third and tried to score and was Ran into the, she was out by 20 feet. She ran right into the tag. Bold send. So that. They obviously didn't have the scouting report on pH. Because yeah. If no. There's
2: one player you're probably not going to test their arm. It's Izzy.
1: Yeah. Uh, so one down. And a good job, too, by Fiedler at the plate because she had to catch it on a bounce. Right. But I mean, it was like waist high right into her glove. And then she just stood there and let the base runner run right. To the glove? Like, didn't even try to get into a pickle. No, she just ran right in. She's like, oh, yeah, you got me. So that's how the first uh, inning ended, and the PH came back in the uh, bottom of the uh, first. They actually pop up, and then it was a single caught stealing. So there were two outs and nobody on, but they got another single and then a triple from Neely Reed, which was a rocket out to the left field fence uh, right down the the line. So PH jumped on top, one nothing. They stranded Neely at third, though. Uh, then in the uh, top of the second with one out, Roseville loaded the bases. Single error walk. And then they got a pop-out and a line-out to get out of the inning. No runs scoring. PH came back with three runs in the bottom so that's of that's
2: what? Two innings and four runners left on base? Yep.
1: Uh, oh, it gets it gets more. Uh, PH um, pushed across three runs in the bottom of the uh, the second... Uh, an error helped out, but the big hits were Delaney Tacey had an RBI single and Bryn Mullins had a two-run single uh, up the uh, middle. Uh, and even still, she was at second when the uh, inning ended on a couple of strikeouts. But it was 4 nothing for the Big Reds two innings into this one, and you, you kind of had a really good feel about it. But then after that, the Roseville pitcher kind of settled in and P.H. didn't do anything for a while. And Roseville kept getting chances, and they were that one hit away from being back in the ball game. They got a run in the third, but it came on a bases-loaded walk, and they had the bases loaded with one out, and they didn't score again. Ground ball back to the pitcher. They got a force out at the plate, and then a girl struck out to end the uh, the innings. So they left the bases loaded in the third. So now they've left nine on base through three innings. Ooh, wow. They went out one, two, three in the fourth, but in the fifth, bases loaded. Left them loaded. Uh, great diving catch in center field um, by Struthers ended that threat. They got them loaded with two outs and uh, a girl, Genesis Reed. Don't you love that name? That
2: is a great name. Hit
1: a, a rope out to center field and Struthers made a head first dive to haul it in. In the sixth, they finally pushed across uh, another run. Uh, With one out, they hit back-to-back doubles. But again, they stranded the the runner at uh, second base. So now that's, let's see, with the bases loaded in that inning, uh, made it uh, 12. So now that's 13, and they'd strand a runner at third in the seventh. So they stranded 14 runners, and like a dozen of them were in scoring position. So you lose by two. And you had 14 runners on base. Yeah. So
2: if you stranded 10, which is still a ton to strand in a game, you would have won that game.
1: Yes. Absolutely. So it was missed opportunities for Roseville, and PH did just enough. Uh, Struthers hit a triple in the, uh, the sixth and scored on a wild pitch, um, which in, in, at Memorial, it's not easy to score on a wild pitch. That ball hits the brick and shoots right back to the catcher and it was a situation where it was a lot closer at home than you thought it would be. Any other, any other right. place, she scores standing up. At PH, she's got to slide in just below a tag um, to beat it, but it was a big run at the time. Made it 5-2. to two. Roseville got a run in the, the seventh, but again, stranded a runner over third. Five to 5-3 was your final. Nice win for PH. Tacey's line won't wow you. She went seven, three runs, seven hits, walked eight, and struck out three. Also hit a batter in the game, but I only charged PH with one error. That's a that's good. Uh, and they had eleven hits. So and hit a couple of triples. So uh, all in all, um, watching PH uh, play, um, I, I I think they've. Got some stuff there. Like, I think Bryn Mullins is going to be a good uh, player. Cammie Trendy is going to be a problem for teams. She can they hit. have the sticks. Yeah, she can hit from either side. We know that Izzy can hit. Um, they had good swings in this one. Um, and the bottom of their lineup was, was a pain. They got on base. Struthers got on base twice, scored two runs. Huddy got on base three times, scored a run. Tacey got on base twice, scored a run, knocked in a run. So you get the bottom of your lineup going uh, five for nine in the game and scoring four runs. That's pretty good. Yes,
2: it is and they they needed that win. a uh, couple of games played with North Branch again they're just playing anyone and everyone that they can uh, schedule. they played Essexville Garber and North Branch split the pair in game one. they got the extra inning win six to three It was two to two going into extras. Apparently, the eighth inning was explosive for them. Natasha Bickle had two hits, a home run, and RBI. Jasmine Malk a home run, three RBIs. Kate Welch had a home run and an RBI. Courtney Ludisher went all eight, gave up just two earned, six hits, two walks, eight Ks. North Branch had six hits in the game. Three of them were home runs.
1: Yeah, and I feel like Malk's got seven or eight home runs already. It it feels like she has
2: a multi-hit game, I She's probably leading the area in RBIs right now. Um, And that's at least three
1: homers for Welsh in the last two games.
2: And this was kind of the flip of when they lost to Unionville Seaboeing, when they had the same amount of hits, but USA was putting it out of the park. This time, North Branch only six hits, but again, you put three over the fence. Gonna help you put up some runs. Yeah. Game two was not as kind to North Branch. Eight to three loss to Garber. Addison Cobb had two hits. Jasmine Malk, another home run. Three more RBIs. She has probably been the hottest player out of the gate, or at least one of them hitting wise. I know Bomarito-Stevenson have had some big numbers, and we'll talk about Stevenson in a second. Uh, Walters feels like she's putting up numbers every time we talk about her. Claire Borg. Riley Robertson. Yeah, Riley at Cross Robertson Lex. at Cross-Lex. Um, a, a couple of different Almont girls you can throw in there. But Apparently Hiller at Yale. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. That one game alone. But, um, yeah, Mock has definitely been one of them to look out for. If she's not number one, she's in the conversation, yeah. for sure, through the first what was it third? We're in the fourth week of the season now, basically. Yeah. So she has been on fire and kind of been this. This I don't even want to say the steady because she's been way better than steady. She's been unbelievable. Yeah. For North Branch in that order, um, Algonac played New Haven, and honestly, I'm surprised it was only a 12 run game, 13 to one. Algonac beat New Haven. J.C. Reams had a home run three RBIs, Ella Stevenson. Yeah, she for Ella Stevenson's standards, she wasn't quite up to the ridiculous video game numbers we were used to. Yeah, four hits, a triple, two home runs, five RBIs in the win over New Haven. Autumn Dewicki added a double in an RBI. So Stevenson has that big eye-popping day we've been waiting for. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, th- this, this was a good game for her to maybe get it going. We well, say again, get it going by her standards she wasn't off to a great start by everybody else's standards. She's been driving in runs and oh, getting hits. Oh, yeah, she, and-
2: <laughs> she just hadn't had that video game number yeah. day because usually early in the season, it felt like the, each of the last two years, one of the first two weeks she had a game where she had a triple and two home runs, and we're like, yep, there it is. Now she's, quote, just have, oh, double, three RBIs, <laughs> three for four. She'd sprinkle a home run in, and yeah, she's incredible and i think uh, part of the reason why is other teams are wising up and they're just not throwing. To him.
1: Yeah. Well, and I'm, and i'm telling you right now, no, I, I there are times in games where i go i just wouldn't throw a strike here. I know the next hitter is a good hitter, but i'd rather I, take my chance. I just wouldn't them. i just wouldn't throw Ella a strike here, especially if the base is open, give her the base. Right. Um and Autumn DeWicki is going to hit her way into that lineup.
2: And that's saying something because it seems like every time she's in, it's an extra base hit and she drove in a run. I know you've liked her off the bench the couple of times you've seen her. Yeah, but I
1: mean, she she puts the bat on the ball and makes solid contact, and she runs really fast. So I haven't seen her play a lot of defense, but I've got to believe that she could play one of the corner outfield spots and and catch the ball well. She could certainly run down a fly ball in the gap. You don't need to with Stevenson out there, but – if she had to, she certainly could. All right. Uh, on Saturday, a couple of uh, games for St. Clair. Uh, this is weird. How does the first game of the doubleheader end in a tie?
2: You just say beforehand we're only playing seven? I don't know. <laughs> they, they put a time limit on it. I, I, I could not tell you, but Gross Point North and St. Clair played to a 4 4 tie. All right. Unless the. Whoever was running the game changer didn't just they won or lost and they went ah, all right and then set the phone down and it just automatically recorded it as four to four it was a tie
1: so Maddie Cole had three hits including a double and two RBIs Claire Borg homered among her two hits and Ashlyn Zimmer had a triple in game one and each team picked up a point in the standings <laughs> yeah a yeah a
2: four four tie. It- both game changers have it as four to four. And at first, I thought it was going to be like a, a one of those try tournaments where they're playing two other teams. Because we've seen that before. Yeah. I mean, two years ago, I had umpires. Yeah, no, they just left. Yeah, they were going into the eighth, and they just <laughs> went, nope, we're not doing this. Bye. Is that we were that was Stevenson and North Branch? Stevenson and North Branch at St. Clair. They just went, nope, we're out. And just left. and I went, "All right, I guess we're not having extra innings." Yeah. So, but they that, had that another, they was, had that another was, game after this. That
1: was Home Run Gate, too. Yeah, there was the little hand slap coming yeah. around third. Anyway, they took a home run away. Uh, Gross Point North beat uh, St. Clair in the second game, four to uh, two, despite Peyton Malcolm getting two hits including a home run. She's uh, got some sneaky
2: power at the well, bottom of that lineup. that
1: Saints lineup has a lot going on there. there again, it's one of those lineups in our we, – we have three or four of them in our – maybe more – where there isn't an easy out anywhere in there and where everybody brings something to the table. They're, they're either a speed person or a power person, or in some cases both. Well, in the first game, I mean, Maddie Cole had three hits, a double,
2: two RBIs. Claire Bork, two hits, another home run, an RBI. Ashlyn Zimmer added a triple. And then, like you said, in game two, Peyton Malcolm had two hits in the solo shot. That's four different players we mentioned with extra base power. Yeah. And Zimmer and Malcolm, I guess, are technically in the bottom half of that lineup.
1: Well, you you got Furland flies around the bases and puts the bat on the ball. Schwarz does whatever she wants. Yes. Line drives all over the, the field. Um, they're, they're just are uh, just is another one. Rochelle has been hitting the ball really well. Schindler hit a home run the other day, and she's the other arm that pitches and is another power pitcher for them along with uh, Borg. So they, they're up and down that lineup, and, I, and I'm sure there's somebody that I'm not thinking of just because we're going through all these, these names and you always leave somebody out. But they're, they're uh, a pretty solid lineup, top to bottom. And,
2: yeah, they, they're supposed to play Marysville today or they're hoping to. Again, the one problem with rescheduling, especially early in the week, is you have to find umpires. And that's the biggest problem sometimes with rescheduling is finding two guys that are available to umpire.
1: Yeah, because that was the the big game on Friday that we were hoping you were going to get to. So, yeah, the original plan on Friday was you were going to see Marysville-St. Clair. I was going to go up and see cross Legs, marine City and ended up seeing P.H. Roseville, which ended up being a pretty good game.
2: Right. So So we had um, a little bit of baseball over the weekend not a ton but we had one local local matchup we did have a one team in league play so we can i'm sure we can talk about that for a little while
0: we'll do that when we come back
2: Services, LLC, member FINRA, and SIPC.
0: We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And
1: you're back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady. I was just counting them up. Let's see, that makes 15.
2: <laughs> I've seen a lot of home runs this year, and I've seen zero.
1: Yeah, Really, you haven't seen a
2: single one? No. No, I have not. 16, 17, Granted, 18. I've done a lot more baseball than softball early, but even your baseball games, every one you've done, you've seen a home run.
1: Well, not every one I've done, but I have in the last two that I've done, I've seen home runs. Yeah, so that's Northern more than. hit one, and uh, Taylor hit one.
2: If Marysville and St. Clair play today, I expect to see a few more home runs. When's going to be blown in? Yeah, probably. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Friday we only had one baseball game. It was under the lights, so it was able to wait for the weather to kind of push through. Algnac beat Port here on high 5-1. to one. Ty Schultz had a pair of hits. Josh Kastner hit a home run, had an RBI. Cal Maleski has two hits, and it feels like I've been saying Cal Maleski's had two hits every game this year. He seems like a guy that's just always is popping up in the box score
1: and he's a middle of the order bat that they moved him around too because he's played in the outfield and i've seen him play some third base too
2: yeah and another name that's oh, it seems like it's always in the box score evan sadler two hits a double and an rbi
1: i always have a good catcher
2: they have for the last few years
1: and you need one you know when you got a guy like kasner who's got the movement you got some of the other guys i to it's got to be killing sadler's legs back there every time simpson pitches because <laughs> you got to stay in that crouch for an hour before he throws the ball.
2: Uh, Andrew Thomason has two hits in an <laughs> RBI. Uh, Joey Seppo for Port Huron had a pair of hits for the Big Reds. They, uh, again, 5-1. to one. Algonac won that game under the lights. That was the only game Friday. Um, Saturday, both Teams from Marine City were in action. Marine City went to Armada and got the 8-3 to win. Zach Tetler had three hits and RBI. Kyle Rickard had two hits, two RBIs. And Griffin Schulte had a hit in an RBI. For Armada, Hunter Filber, two hits. Ryan Ching had a double and two RBIs. Armada found a little bit of hitting, but on the weekend weren't throwing their guys. And Marine City, they they can hit. That that's their strength. That's been their strength for a while now.
1: But it was the the end of this game because this was a tight game, and then uh, the Mariners scored five late. Yeah, I
2: believe it was five at the end of the game to ultimately get the win because Armada played them pretty close. But man, Armada just feels snake bitten right now, don't they? Well, I just what, you know t- they're t- zero and seven, and they've kind of they've only been out of one game. I mean, they were, they were up 3-2 to two for the entire game until the sixth. Marine City tied it, and then they pushed across
1: five runs in the seventh. Yeah, so um, I, I'm just encouraged that Armada got some hits and scored some runs because they have not been doing it. That's been the reason they've lost a lot of close games this year.
2: Right. But, man, they don't feel like an 0-7 baseball team, do they?
1: No. Like you watch and they them don't and play they, like one. And they
2: do things well. Yeah. They do things really well. Um, Cardinal Mooney, after being off for 16 days, played uh, another played a doubleheader on Saturday. This one actually took place at Oakland University. Uh, the first game they played against Riverview Gabriel Richard. They well they mercyed them 11 to one. Blake Lutsky threw five innings, only gave up four hits, one earned run, walked two, struck out twelve. That's efficient. Twelve of fifteen outs.
1: Pretty good. Is is it my imagination or, well, I mean, I know when Lutzky pitches, they don't give up much because he's a good pitcher, but doesn't it seem like Blake gets a ton of run support? Like they always seem to score a lot for him, and they don't need to. No, (laughs) I'd have to go back and look,
2: but, yeah, it feels like when Lutzky's on the mound, usually Mooney is winning. Uh, He also had two hits and two RBIs, so he helped his own cause. Ryan Trombley, have a day. Uh, Two doubles, five RBIs. That's a... that's a tip of the cap to the table setters in front of him in the lineup because yeah. we've had some uh, lines where it's like three doubles and a home run and two RBIs. Yeah. So Trombley took advantage with men on base. Ty Bodeker had a hit and drove in two. Anthony Gerling had a double and an RBI. So good game one win. They had to turn around and grind out a eight-inning Extra inning affair in game two. Cardinal Mooney, four. Riverview Gabriel Richard, three. Ty Bodeker had two hits. George Zepp had a triple and three. Or excuse me, triple and an RBI. Cam Spezia walked it off in the bottom of the eighth with a double.
1: That's always fun. Yes. You know, uh, and and again, that's a, that, probably a bigger thrill in a high school game um, to, to walk it off that way. And how can you not love the name George Zepp? <laughs>
2: That is a good name, um, but Mooney is they they were off for a while and they're picking up right where they left off.
1: Well, you, you know, I don't I don't know why they had such a long gap in in well, cause their schedule. Their spring break was later. Yeah. It
2: times up with Easter, so their week. Their, I think their spring break is the week after Easter, so they don't schedule anything then. Where most schools are either like the last week of March or the first week of April. Theirs was the second week, so that's a seven-day gap in there. And I'm sure with the other Catholic schools, some are before or after, so they just don't have league games in that time.
1: And and But they just didn't skip a beat. Because as a player, and, and I know their coach too, probably going stir-crazy having to work inside and doing all that. I mean, if you got outside and got some stuff in, that would actually just make me even more crazy to get games in. Um, but uh, they haven't skipped a beat. The layoff didn't affect them at all because no. all they've done is win since they've come back and started playing again.
2: Well, and they're going to have a test. Um, it looks like they're going to be playing four straight against Divine Child this this week, uh, two on Thursday, two on Saturday, um, with a game uh, at Marine City sprinkled in there tomorrow. So we're going to find out what Mooney's made of, but, man, I I think this Mooney team I mean obviously is legit. They're getting love from around the state and uh, a a nice series sweep uh, against uh, Riverview Gabriel Richard is is a nice way to to take care of it. Yeah. Cuz I believe this is the team that knocked them out of the playoffs in the quarterfinals last year.
1: It's all a little bit of revenge too cuz a lot of those guys remember.
2: Oh, of course. Um, it, it, even if the, the team is turned over a little bit, feels good and again in what, 15 or 13 innings, you give up four runs. Pretty good job. I mean, Avery Broll went six and two-thirds. Brendan Carnegie goes an inning and a third. They have the arms. They have the bats. Cardinal Mooney's got a legit, legit team.
1: Yeah, well, they won the other day using six guys. Right. It was like the warm-up game. Yeah. So For, the, for this series. They got the, the like rust Country off. day.
2: Uh, we had two games on sunday they were supposed to be saturday but they were pushed back these were at comerica park uh bay city john glenn beat richmond seven to five i know that was a back and forth affair and Algonac mercyed marysville 13 to 2 at comerica josh kasner three hits a triple four rbis matt ricks had two hits a triple three rbis jake patterson had the two rbis for marysville on a double but Algonac. uh cruised their way through the week, and as you might expect, looking at who they were playing. But, uh, yeah, always cool experience when they get to go down to Comerica. Well,
1: Park. and that's the thing, and then, and most of the teams that go there, as we've noticed, the games that we went down there the last couple of years, they kind of treat it like an all-star game. They get everybody in. They want every kid on the roster. Right. They'll even bring up JV guys to give them a chance
2: They'll have free substitution.
1: Yeah, to, to be out on the field at Comerica Park and kind of soak that in.
2: Yeah, it's, it's a pain because with free substitution, guys are just moving around everywhere. <laughs> but no, it's, it's Some teams
1: have been doing that to me in league games this
2: year. For, for them, uh, yeah. But Algonac, is, they can hit, they can pitch. Uh, we'll talk about their series coming up. But right now, technically, Algonac and Richmond are both chasing North Branch in the
1: BWAC. And it's going to be a big week for that, too, because North Branch faces one of them this week. Yeah, they face Richmond this week. So we're going to find out a little bit more about this North Branch team that we think are pretty good. But we're going to find out just how good.
2: Absolutely. And we'll find out about all that and we'll talk about all of that. Because, again, this is another, it's a sprint of a season. You can't go go through a week and go, ah, there's not any good matchups. There's always going to be some good matchups in both baseball and softball. And we'll get to that in a moment.
1: Marysville. one eighty five.
0: and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools.
1: For all your real estate and insurance
0: needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
1: All right. Welcome back, Dennis and Brady. Busy week ahead. Uh, in baseball, I'm going to be covering the Marysville-Portier and High uh, series, which begins actually this afternoon over at uh, PH. You've seen Marysville. Um, I don't think either one of us has seen PH yet. No, we haven't gotten a chance to see Portier and High yet, so I'm glad you'll
2: get to see them this week. Uh, that Looking forward to Gavin Troy. Yeah, they, they well, they both need it desperately, and with Amari Holler being out for Port here on that hurts them because he was one of those guys that you kind of relied on both at the plate and especially in the outfield.
1: Well, he runs down everything in center field, uh, and when he gets on base, he, it's automatic that he's taking. Well, he back. scored
2: in a no hitter to put yeah. how much of a pest he is on the base because he and can bases. fly. Um, the rest of the Mac, I guess, series this week. Port here on Northern takes on Lakeview. Lakeview is. in league play. They didn't play their other game against Lance Cruz, but this is kind of a prove-it week for Northern. The Mac Blue, you either swept or were swept in week one. So now you have to determine where exactly does everyone fall because... Yeah, I don't know how Fraser sweeping P.H. Is P.H. just struggling this year, or is Frazier legit? Is Marysville struggling, or is Northern legit? Same with Lakeview and Lance Cruz. So this is a chance early. If Northern can just take this series against Lakeview, can set them up for a good chance to try and get that league title that they were so close to a year ago.
1: Yeah, uh, and, and again... I threw out what I saw because I know that was just a bad day. Right. That what happened in St. Clair is not Northern baseball. I know they're better than that. And again, we kind of went in questioning them last week and I think they responded in a big way, sweeping that series with Marysville because going into the series, I thought, no, they can win the series. They're not going to sweep Marysville. Marysville's playing good ball. Right. And they
2: swept them. Yeah. Uh, Rather convincingly, Marysville. I guess for unless a, a little spot in Game Three, I don't think Northern ever trailed in the series. I'd have to double check that. Uh, in the Gold Marine City, one of two four and O teams alongside Lamp Fear. They remember they only play the two game series. They will take on Warren Mott, who is struggling. They're O and five on the year, O and two in league play, and then they will dance with Cousin later in the week. They're one and two in league, four and three overall. But I think a very winnable week for Marine City in league play. The Marine City four and zero in league, one and three outside of league. That's because they're playing some tough teams. Yeah. not in their league.
1: But that one win is Armada. Yes. Who again? I, I know they're record wise they're struggling. That's not a bad baseball team. No, it is
2: not. Saint Clair in the white are lone team in the white. They start a three game series with Lance Cruz North. Lance Cruz North went zero and two last week to start off league play. You know Lons Cruz North is a good team. They're 4-3 overall. Mer- or St. Clair needs to get take this series, especially a, a, against a Utica team where you felt like you could have swept um, and you dropped one. Yeah, you need to steal one back here against Lons Cruz North, and it starts tonight at home um, against Lons Cruz North. If the softball team gets umpires, I will be at the softball game. If they don't, I'll be uh, about 500 feet east. At the so, at the baseball field, so I will east. be at St. Clair either way. Southeast, eh, east, yeah, southeast, eastish, it's too, closer. Kind of on a diagonal, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> but that's the Mac baseball <laughs> you series. Just rolled your eyes at me? I love it. I know. Um, in the in the BWAC, uh, the big series this week. We talked about it all last week. North Branch is taking on Richmond, both baseball and softball.
1: Yeah, so that's uh it's a big week Wh- between those Which side do you want to talk about first? Well, talk about the baseball series first because I, I think this is either going to be the coming out party for North Branch or it's going to be affirmation of what Richmond did last week when they bounced back against Algonquin going, "Yes, we're still at the top of the heap, folks." And that's that. Well, North Branch is 12 and 0. They haven't lost
2: um Brady Mitchell seems like he is one of the premier arms in the BWAC. If he took Josh Kasner away, he's probably in the conversation yeah. for that number two spot, which is nothing to be ashamed of. Um, and he's going to get his chance against against Richmond. They have a team that seems like they can hit even, their, even after... Mitchell, they have other guys that can pitch. They have guys. A Primo's been a name. We've said a lot on, on the mound that's done a good job. It seems like uh, if your na- last name is Swash, you're getting a few hits, yep. stealing a few bases. Matt Duty has been all over the box course for them. But, again, Richmond's just – they're Richmond. It's the brand. It's, it's what they do. It's how they handle themselves in the BWAC, where even after getting no hit and mercy against Dalganak, what do they do going down to the Swamp? They go get a win in a hard-fought game against the Muskrats and strand, what, 10 on base in that game? Yeah,
1: and, and their leaders were leading. Taylor, Wesley, seven hits between them in that win.
2: Dragging them get, to
1: a win. You get those two guys locked in and look out. Well, and for North Branch, the message in that
2: locker room has to be, we're the only undefeated team in the BWAC. I don't care what they're saying on those podcasts. We're number one. We haven't lost. So until we lose, everyone's chasing us. And especially if you take can take game one today, boy, doesn't that make you feel like you're the, the game on Wednesday is kind of house money?
1: Yeah. That yeah,
2: worst-case scenario, you're,
1: you're still in first place. You're just tied. Yeah, so, and, and again, be, because Richmond and Algonac split, they they kind of can't stumble along the road. You don't want to fall two games back in that league. No, and if you get it's swept. It's hard to make up Brown. And if,
2: and if you get swept by North Branch as Richmond, you're done. I just, I mean, you're hoping someone clips Algonac and then Algonac sweeps North Branch. No, you have to at least split this series, if not take both. But, again, the way Scott Evans runs things, the way that whole staff runs things at Richmond, even if they drop game one, again, you, you said it yourself. You had the gut feeling they were going to go to Algonac and show why Richmond is so revered. Yeah. And they have all those district titles, all those league titles. and uh, they're one I, of the I knew one program. thing
1: for sure. They weren't going to curl up and go away.
2: Right, and they did not. Uh, Algonac's taking on Yale. I don't know what Yale is because they just, they're just they an agent of chaos. <laughs> um, I do know that I'm going to guess on Wednesday, because Kasner pitched yesterday at Comerica Park, that he's going to go for his third straight no-hitter, which would tie a state record. Now, I'm sure he would rather he doesn't care if they win 2-1 to one and he gives up one hit. He just wants to win and get Algonac a BWAC title because that has eluded them. In this in this strong run two years ago, remember it was Cross Lex yep. that took it. Last year, Richmond had it, and Algonac I'm sure would love to to be on top of their league, even though they're number well they were number one in Division Three. All this stuff haven't gotten that league title in, in the last few years.
1: And, and believe me, I I think that means something to this group. Yes, like they they want to end. You know, you're, you're in a situation where you've got that program in a good spot now to end a lot of things, to have people stop talking about, well, you haven't done something since this time, mm-hmm. you know, and the kids look at each other going, that was before I was born.
2: Well, a lot of the... Uh They've done a, already done a lot of that, but Algonac will take on Yale again. I have no idea what Yale is. It just seems like they played some wild games that take forever. Uh, Almont Croslex, not really sure what to make of this. Not really sure what to make of this for both sides.
1: Well, you, you look at it on paper, you go, okay, they're going to split that series, but then something goofy will happen. Croslex will win at Almont. Almont will win at Croslex. Something like that.
2: Yeah, because remember Almont uh kind of won a game they shouldn't have against Yale and their their series last week against Armada was low scoring but they swept. Almond is three and one in league. They haven't played any of the big dogs yet, but you if you can sweep Croslex, you're five and one and you'd technically be right in that mix. You've given yourselves a chance. And Armada's taking on MLA City. This is a get right spot for Armada. Emily
1: City has struggled. Uh Armada has got to hit in this series and score some runs. If they don't, then it's time to, to really panic about the lack of offense.
2: For the softball side in the BWAC, which of these series outside of Richmond North Branch intrigues you the most? Because we know Richmond North Branch is going to be a huge series. that, And that's up at North Branch.
1: Yeah, well, uh, the, they they all intrigue me because, again, I feel like we've got four super teams and four pretty good teams in that league. I don't take anything for granted because it will happen this year where somebody gets a split in, in one of those double headers that you aren't looking for. Like it's, it's hard. If you're those top teams, it's hard to constantly sweep. Didn't Croslex
2: knock off like
1: Almont last? Croslex like- did. They won a game against Almont, and that's when we kind of went, "Oh, Croslex is bombing a lot of home runs." Um, th- 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 so there are those games. I've seen Emily City play; they're capable. Um, we know that Croslex can hit. Um, I- I- Yale hit, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, Yale scored twenty-four runs. Hiller drove in ten. You can't take that for granted. I know that's not going to happen every single well, time it's you not go not going to happen there. against Algonac. But, you know, and that's that's the other thing because Algonac is so good right now because Kenna's so locked in. She came out of the gates on fire. Like at both sides of it, too. She's hitting. Um, but, again, I've seen her pitch three times, 51 strikeouts yeah it's it's been ridiculous okay there there's if you go seven
2: it's sixty
1: three outs in three games yeah. fifty one strikeouts and she hasn't gone seven in all those games exactly uh how about Armada Emily City in softball That's interesting to me because uh I think Arm- Armada is obviously they played alganac, but since playing alganac Armada's been all right yeah
2: They've been hitting the ball. They've been pushing it across runs, but we both like Natalie Stone, how she plays for Emily City, and Emily City's not
1: a bad team. No, and they've got some speed. They put the ball in in play, um, and um, so Armada's defense will be tested Mm -hmm. because if there is maybe an Achilles heel there, um, they don't make every play. And what's the –
2: race two in the almont cross lex series because that feels like you're gonna have to score double digit runs to win those games
1: well and, and again there that'll come down to to pitching and unless there's something up in cross lex we don't know about almont's got the better pitching so i favor them in that cross lex is hit and, i i know and, but and I, almont, we know almont can hit too but
2: almont in their games uh or at least last week against Armada, they gave up seven
1: runs in both those games. I I, I think Croslex is gonna to have to score a lot more than seven runs to beat Almont. Probably. But I just don't think, again, maybe
2: from last year they're a little more locked in. They're not gonna take Croslex lightly, but it wouldn't be the I don't think it'd be the craziest thing in the world if Croslex stole a game for a second year in a row. On the max side of things uh, we talked about Marysville and St. Clair possibly being today. Later in the week, Marysville takes on Utica. Um, looking at some other MAC games, Marine City will play first place undefeated Gross Point South at home tomorrow. That's a big game for the Mariners. And Port Huron Northern takes on Port Huron High. Um Interested to see where both those teams line up. Because Port Huron High is 0-3 in league and behind Northern. But I think we both think Port Huron High might be the favorite in this one.
1: Well, I and I know they're already excited about it because people were asking me on Friday, oh, are you coming back for the game against Northern? I right. said, well, Brady will be there. We're, we're going to cover it. We're, we're not going to ignore you guys. Hmm. Um, and, 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 again, uh, Northern's very aggressive at the uh, the plate, I, I, I think, they have a decent hitting uh, team, but uh, again, uh, they they don't have the the strikeout pitchers. And Roseville didn't have strikeout pitchers, and the Big Red showed that they can put the ball in play. So this might be a, actually a very high scoring game.
2: And this was a game last year at PH that PH walked off on a kind of a bloopy infield hit. Uh, later in the week, Frazier will come to Port Huron. Marine City will go to Northern. So I'll get to see the Huskies twice this week. Uh, in between then, you'll get to see Cardinal Mooney play at Port Huron.
1: Yeah, we haven't seen them play softball. I'm I'm intrigued. Uh, and, again, it's another opportunity to see uh, PH uh, play. Uh, and also, I'm going to see Richmond baseball at the end of the week against Marysville. So... Um, after after seeing him in Algonac, uh, I'm kind of interested in seeing him again. See if I'm I'm their good luck charm.
2: Well, and Richmond doesn't have a lot of depth, so you're not going to see a lot of bench players. Like they, even if Scott Evans wanted to, you can't if he empties the bench. All right, he has seven starters or eight, six starters still in.
1: You know, and that's something that that there's a couple teams in our area that are that way. Marine City Softball, I think, is down to ten players. How is that gonna affect them well, softball, as the year? Again, runs I on. don't
2: think is as as big of a factor mainly for pitching as it is baseball. Like softball, you give me ten, eleven rock solid players, I'll take that and run with it. As long as you stay healthy. Right. Like I get nervous about that. But I knock on wood, I think the baseball and softball is the easiest sport to stay healthy in, which is maybe a bit ironic because you'll see guys in the major leagues go on the, the Missed two weeks for blisters or something. So the little things can affect it, but I think in high school you can play through a lot of that because you're not worried about a seven figure contract coming up. Yeah, that that's
1: true too. But and I'll you're just, not an, you know, you're not
2: an investment. You're just playing the game. So I don't think any major injuries. I mean, again, we saw Amari Holler go down. I was just
1: gonna say he he's been hurt more in baseball than he has been yeah, in football. I mean,
2: it's such a freak <laughs> thing.
1: Hurts his hand sliding back into a base. Yeah, like.
2: That that happens.
1: Yeah, you're, Stuff I mean, happens. you're you're exposed. You can jam it. I can see that. Fingers can get stepped on. There's a lot of ways. Yes, but it's just again. I think baseball
2: and softball, you have the best chance to stay healthy. Again, knock on wood, compared to basketball or or especially football or yeah. hockey. So, all right. Anything else? That's um, all I got tonight. You will be at Marysville PH baseball. That will 430 be off 24th Street. And I will be somewhere in St. Clair.
1: Yeah, depending you'll be there the softball field situation. or the baseball field, but you'll be there.
2: And either way, I'm going to see a good game. Yes. And we'll be back Wednesday. Yes.
0: From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.